The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to Disney Deciphered, a podcast helping you save money, time, and stress as you plan your Disney vacation. On today's episode, we take a deep dive look into Animal Kingdom. Final episodes of this podcast at DisneyDeciphered.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere you find podcasts. And we'd really appreciate if you leave us a positive review. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash DisneyDeciphered and subscribe for bonus content. Or you can support the podcast at no cost to you by using me as your travel agent. If you're planning a trip to Disney, Universal, or even want to sail on the new Disney Wish, get started today by emailing josephchung at travelmation.net. Ask us podcast questions anytime at DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com at www.deciphered on Twitter or on our Facebook page, Disney Deciphered. Thanks and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Joe from As the Joe Flies. And I'm Leslie from Trips with Tykes. And welcome back to Disney Deciphered. So I was back in the parks for one day last week at Animal Kingdom for the morning and then closed the night out at Epcot with my eight-year-old. We also checked out Brevard Zoo and Kennedy Space Center, which are about an hour away. But uh, yes, if you want to hear more about the trip and hear my kind of play-by-play trip report, you can check us out on patreon.com slash Disney Deciphered and subscribe there. But uh, we're not going to talk about that much today. What I wanted to talk about was the universe was laughing at me because my daughter said she wanted to go to Animal Kingdom. And of course, about a month and a half ago, we said that would be the one park that we'd probably lean towards skipping. But I thought it would be good to take a deeper dive into Animal Kingdom and really answer the question, can you spend like an entire day in the Animal Kingdom or how can you productively spend an entire day in the Animal Kingdom? So that's what we're going to talk about today. But we got a little bit to talk about before that. Yes, some major news was dropping while you were in Animal Kingdom, (laughs) while you were down in Florida. You were blissfully unaware of all the Twitter controversy, and I was I was monitoring it at home. So, so what is that, Joe? Yeah, so the CDC updated their mask guidance. I mean, everyone I'm sure listening to this knows by now. But the thing to know, in case you did not hear, is that Disney has dropped the outdoor mask requirement. Essentially, you only need to wear masks indoors, and if you're in an attraction queue or on an attraction itself, they've also started reducing physical distancing markers, both in lines and in show theaters like so seat blocking is going away in some theaters so a lot of things moving back towards the way things were before this is still kind of developing so we will cover it when things find their equilibrium but we want to make sure everyone heard that especially if you're taking a trip sometime soon because the changes went into effect like immediately you know i had clients who were going this weekend and i was like hey by the way this is happening yeah, it was super fast and I was kind of watching it in real time and, and you were there and I was wondering if things were going to change like actually while you were there, but you were there like what the last day or the second to last day before everything changed. Yep, the second to last day. So the second to last day of the old new normal is uh, how I phrased it in the show notes. Let's get to Animal Kingdom. You know, I will say, Leslie, in general, I think if it was just me, what I would have done at Animal Kingdom was like rope drop, flight of passage, maybe ride Navi River Journey, check out Kilimanjaro Safaris, ride 
expedition to Everest and be out of there, like after lunch, park hop somewhere else or just take the rest of the day? I mean, what would you normally do on Animal Kingdom Day? Because I was like, without my daughter, I, it's probably a half day park for me. Yeah, that's exactly actually what I did the last time I was in Animal Kingdom. I was there for a conference and spent the morning with several friends there. And by lunchtime, we were sort of sitting down and we were like, well, we've done Everest several times. We've done Flight of Passage. And that's really about all we were interested in doing other than just sort of wandering around or maybe eating a nice meal. We did. I did eat one time at Tiffin's and that was a great way to spend a, a couple of hours. It's not a full day park for me, but you have a very different person tagging along with you. So let's just go through all the different things there is to do at Animal Kingdom. So let's start with attractions. Let me go through what I noticed about the attractions, just because I think it will help people if you're going to Animal Kingdom. Obviously, you, Leslie, attractions are the main thing for me. And so we would be riding the attractions anyway, but I think some tips are in order about how attractions are running right now. So we got to Animal Kingdom, like we got through the gate at 7.50. And by then... The Flight of Passage queue wait time was already 105 minutes, at least posted, and it was long. Like, the line ran all the way past Tiffin's. Animal Kingdom opens technically at 8 a.m., but for Flight of Passage, I think it's rope drop or bust if you're trying to have a line less than 40 minutes or even half an hour. Like So I think if we had gotten through the gate at like 7.30, we would have been okay. But by 7.50, which is only 20 minutes after the time that Disney probably had opened the ticket styles, Flight of Passage was already a crazy line. And that was actually the longest line it was the entire day. After that, it was never 105 minutes again. So I do think everyone goes to Flight of Passage first, whether they actually make the actual rope drop or just think they make it. I think that's something to know if you're riding Flight of Passage. One good bit of news at Flight of Passage is they have added bathrooms to the queue. So that's pretty great. Yeah, I think that's an important tip. I mean, not just for Animal Kingdom, but for all Disney parks, whatever the headliner attraction is that everybody's making a beeline for, you have got to be at the front of the rope drop group. And if you're not, you're going to be waiting probably as long as you'll ever be ever be waiting for the rest of the day. So definitely important for folks who want to rope drop it to get there early and, and walk like you mean it to, straight to the attraction. So you guys skipped it. That was smart. Yeah, I think at Animal Kingdom, it's especially bad because... Flight of Passage is the only thing that most people go to. At Hollywood Studios, people are spread out between Slinky Dog, Smuggler's Run, even, well, not Tower of Terror, but still. There's two attractions that people split between. At Epcot, there's Soarin', Test Track, Frozen Ever After. At Magic Kingdom, there's all the different mountains. So Animal Kingdom, it's especially bad. So either get there, I would say get to the parking lot at 7 a.m. or get on the bus at like 6.30 or whatever if you are, or you know, an hour and a half before opening time. But really, if you want to ride Flight of Passage, it's Rope Dropper Bus. We ended up waiting an hour later in the day, but I, I would have loved to not wait an hour. Now, Navi River Journey, you can ride that with no wait early or late. But other than that, the line was kind of long throughout the day, like 20 plus minutes, because when people can't go to Flight of Passage, they go there. So I would probably recommend if the safari is your priority, maybe rope drop the safaris because the safaris, their wait time was 30 plus minutes all day. And safari is loading every single row. So it's not like it's going to get any better. Navi River Journey, you could go there second and still wait for like 10, 15 minutes. But safaris, we waited like 35 minutes and that was at 8.20 a.m. So uh, and in the morning, by the way, it's very great. As people have said, the animals were super active. The male lion actually was like walking towards us and uh, gave us a little roar. So that was a pretty cool experience. 
Definitely. I'm sure that was a hit with your daughter. So good tips. Yeah, I'm always finding myself getting stuck somewhere on the safari line. I mean, I I never have timed that quite right. And I think a lot of folks sort of make that their second or third. So you you kind of have to watch that one. So it sounds like you did okay on that. All right. Well, let's talk about what I know is your favorite ride in all of Animal Kingdom, Kali River Rapids. What's the word on that one? I think uh, if my daughter was more pushy, it could have become an alien swirling saucer situation. That ride is just super short. You get super wet. It's not great. However, the line, it wasn't a super hot day when we were there, but it was pretty consistently 15 minutes or less. I do think it's not that popular of an attraction. In fact, Disney just announced, or they didn't announce, but this weekend they just implemented Cali River Rapids is not even starting until an hour later uh, in the park. But you can pretty much ride that whenever you want or my recommendation, avoid it completely. Now, one thing I was surprised by was one of our favorite roller coasters in all the Disney parks, Expedition Everest. It was pretty much at a 15-minute wait consistently throughout the day. At some points, it would bump up to like 20, 30 minutes, but really it was like a low wait overall. And I think that was a function of the actual crowds in the parks, plus it being a little bit more of a thrill ride and also loading every row. So Expedition Everest, you kind of could, we could ride like whenever we wanted all day. So I think that's a good thing and something I'm sure you're happy to hear. Yeah, and sometimes that's true for Expedition Everest in regular times. I think it's just so far back in the park that a lot of people don't want to make the trek out there or they don't want to make the trek out there again. Like if they've ridden it once, it's not kind of the ride they're doubling up on like they might say on Space Mountain or something like that. So I think that does help with wait times there. And and yeah, that's just such a great roller coaster. So glad to hear that it's operating efficiently. And that gives me hope too for Disneyland once they start loading more rows of roller coasters there. I think they can be people eaters, which is great. Yeah, so next, going to the show attractions, which are open right now, Tough to Be a Bug and Festival of the Lion King, which, which was technically still in soft opens when we were there. Both are fairly popular. Now, Tough to Be a Bug had lines of like 30 minutes, 30 plus minutes all the time. However, they were still blocking off rows then. Like I said, I do not think they're going to be blocking off rows there much longer. So that's probably going to drop back to a short wait time once they finish blocking off rows. And then same with the Festival of the Lion King, actually. Last week, you really had to line up an hour and a half before the show you wanted. So like half an hour before the next show, they play hourly just because they were keeping that theater so empty and distance. But I do think, again, that distancing is going to go away. So you're not going to have to wait as long as we would have had to wait. We ended up not waiting for it because we're not trying to line up for an hour uh, to see the show, no matter how good it is. Okay, Joe, I just have to say something. Why Why would anyone wait 30 minutes to see It's Tough to Be a Bug? <laughs> I passed by, I passed by people on this line. I was just like, what are you doing? I mean, you know, I guess you can examine the Tree of Life up close and that's cool but you can also do that without waiting in line in the back which we will get to later i think a lot of people just don't realize it's it's kind of terrifying it's not that unique or great of an attraction i mean maybe air conditioning has its draw but that is one show that i could never see again for the rest of my life at a disney park and i'll be just fine careful leslie we can't be too mean to this attraction otherwise we're going to get monsters inc laugh lord uh, okay okay you're right feedback making us go um, so, but, but that's right. But, but, I, but I, we I, hadn't I, been to we hadn't been to that one. We so hadn't. We I've been to this one. I've been yeah, to this. We, one. I actually we, been went to this one on an assignment for a, a writing piece that I had to do, and I was like, "What can I say about this? I don't like it. I don't like it." But but I, I mean, Festival of the Lion King is just amazing. I'm so glad that's back. That's worth the wait and then some. So 
if your choice is 30 minutes for It's Tough to Be a Bug or 30 minutes for Festival of Lion King, that's a no-brainer. Honestly, if it's 30 minutes for Tough to Be a Bug or 90 minutes for Festival of Lion King, I still probably would pick Festival of Lion King, which is uh, what it was when I was there. Now, the other thing to note is Dinosaur had longish lines throughout the day. I mean, it was short early, but then it went down at some point and it was like long throughout the day. I do think there were still semi-blocking rows and they have plexiglass in there now. But in general, like in the past, in the afternoon, it's gotten pretty short. I'm not sure why it was so long, but um, just keep an eye out on that on your app. You should be able to find a short time at some point. And Triceratops Spin is whatever. The lines are short all day. We didn't even bother going to Dino Land just because I knew we were going to skip Dinosaur. Now, Rafiki's Planet Watch. Pop quiz, Leslie, what mode of transportation takes you out to Rafiki's Planet Watch? The train. That's right. So we took the train out to Rafiki's Planet Watch. I got to say this. If you're doing Wilderness Explorers or you're doing the animation experience, feel free to go out there and it's great. You'll handle those two things. If not, there's very little reason to go out to Rafiki's Planet Watch unless I bet you my son would make us go because it involves a train ride. But other than that, just take the train there. Don't even get off. Take the train back. Yeah, I think that's a good tip. I don't think I've ever spent any time there to speak of, but but the train is nice. If you have a kid who loves a train, and sometimes the lines can be shorter for that one than, of course, at Magic Kingdom. So that's a good way to save yourself some time in line. All right, Joe. So speaking of the animation experience, I know that turned out to be a hit. Tell us about that. Yeah, so it was a lot of fun. The animation experience is basically a 30-minute, I guess I would call it like a class it's just they are going to give you a easel and a big piece of paper with some guidelines on it and they're going to teach you how to draw a character a disney character an animal of course there's a little bit of disney propaganda at the beginning like we saw a video about how walt used baby animals like brought baby animals in when they were animating bambi to like inspire the animators and stuff but you know it's it's all pretty tame as far as uh, disney propaganda goes And I enjoyed it, of course. And you have this 30-minute class where a cast member who's an animator, or at least very good at animation, guides you through how to draw a character. So we were there. We wandered around the very few things there are to see inside at Rafiki's Planet Watch. And then we lined up for just a couple minutes and then sat down at the animation experience. And then we drew the fox from Fox and the Hound. And my daughter loved it so much. Like she enjoyed the experience so much. She was like, hey, can we do it again? And so we did it again. Uh, So we did two in a row. Uh, The next one we drew was Pua the pig from Moana. We actually waited in line again, but they told us later that we could have just asked and they would have let us just stay there. And so it's not super crowded. It's a nice, fun experience. It's air conditioned. And I showed my wife the drawing and she did not believe that I did it. So they're pretty good at their uh, lessons. All right. They're making you look good. So that sounds great. So I know you did some other non-ride kind of things with your daughter. So let's dive into those. Yeah. So finally, for the first time, I have a kid who's old enough to do Wilderness Explorers, which is kind of like a pseudo scout experience. You get this very nice journal with a lot of different places you need to visit in the parks in Animal Kingdom and they also have little games or like you know there was one page where it's like oh which animals did you see check them off which was your favorite but the real fun is you go from station to station and there are cast members who are wearing uh, Wilderness Explorers outfits and the telltale thing is the orange scarf and right now because of physical distancing you just have a conversation with these 
cast members and they teach you something or they ask you something about your experience. And so we went to like six or seven of these stations and my daughter had a lot of fun just wandering the parks and exploring and filling out, you know, every time you talk to a cast member, they'll give you a sticker, AKA a badge to put in your wilderness explorer journal. And so she had really a ton of fun exploring and getting these badges. And, you know, part of this also sends you to places in animal kingdom that you might not go otherwise, like the gorilla falls exploration trail or the Maharaja jungle trek. There are pathways behind the tree of life where there were people set up as well. And so we got to explore and wander around a lot of the parks, see a lot of extra animals and i think the most fun my daughter had was actually talking to these cast members about her experiences both at animal kingdom with the animals but also in her own life with animals in the past so it was like a lot of fun i really do think your son would enjoy it as well and so really you can take the better part of a day just trying to find all the cast members spread throughout the park that's great. So this is how you can definitely make the day a complete one in Animal Kingdom if you're doing things like this and not just having to check off rides, which is definitely what I'm <laughs> is my weakness or, or strength, I guess, depending upon how you view it. All right. Well, one more animal show that I know that you saw, Feathered Friends in Flight. Tell us about that one. Again, my daughter's like really into birds right now. And so we saw the bird show which sometimes is up themed or was up themed before everything shut down but now it's called feather friends in flight and it was a lot of fun it was really cute a lot of humor involved and so we had a great time with that an owl flew like right over my head like if i had raised my hands like i was on a roller coaster it probably would have grazed my hands and so that was exciting slash scary as they said at the beginning if you are scared of birds you should leave but it was a lot of fun and it was educational and my daughter again loved it a lot. So I did find that with these animal experiences, we really were able to spend a lot of the day at Animal Kingdom and not feel like, you know, there was nothing left to do. So I, I do think you just kind of have to get out of your mindset of only focusing on attractions. And, you know, there's really a lot to do there. All right, Joe. Well, maybe I just need to change how I'm touring Animal Kingdom because it does sound like you managed to fill a full day with your daughter. And there definitely are some things that my kids will enjoy taking their time over in Animal Kingdoms. So next trip, I'm going to give it a give it a little bit more of a fair shake. I'd be really curious to see if your son was into Wilderness Explorers. I do feel like it might be something that he'd get into. There was definitely kids who were just running from place to place and just wanted to get their stickers and get out of there. But of course, my nerd daughter, <laughs> one cast member tried to give her a sticker and she's like, but I didn't hear your talk yet. Uh, which was oh kind of funny because <laughs> she, she came in at the tail end when she was talking to other when the cast member was talking to other kids and daughter it wasn't because she was like hey you're supposed to teach me something it was like she didn't feel like she had earned her badge without doing the talk so you know the definitely kids could really enjoy. yeah i know it's hilarious um i did want to talk a little bit about dining right now tiffin's is open and that's kind of the main table service restaurant that's open right now uh, rainforest cafe is open as well but tiffin's was like super popular i saw a line kind of waiting outside for it rainforest cafe is of course very popular as well now tusker house is reopening again soon so that should take some people away from that and what i noticed was in terms of rankings like flame tree barbecue was probably the most popular on mobile order and then it was satuli canteen and then uh, after that, it was Harambe Market. So it was a little bit tougher mobile ordering at Animal Kingdom than it had been at Magic Kingdom because at Magic Kingdom, they did not let me in 
until my mobile order was ready. But Harambe, you know, you could just go wherever. Um, and in fact, they had a lot of non-mobile order queues open. So it was a little bit weird and it was tough to find a table, but we eventually, you know, figured it out. So just kind of something to bear in mind there. Definitely important to know because the dining situation is definitely different in, in all of the parks and an ever-changing target. So what do you think of the uh, the character experience from afar at Animal Kingdom? Yeah, so the flotillas that run through the waterways of Animal Kingdom, they were fine. I think I said this on another episode, but the way you know a cavalcade is coming is you'll hear music swell through the parks, and this goes for all the parks. Now, the <laughs> music swelled and a flotilla came, and I was about to tell my daughter that a boat was coming, but then she saw Wilderness Explorer Station and she just ran off over there. I mean, it was like 10 feet away, but still. So she didn't even see it, and I didn't even tell her that she missed it. But I, I looked, and it was Mickey on a boat, and it's it's cute. He waves at you and stuff, but I don't think it's as, uh, you know, it definitely wasn't as impressive as anything I saw at Hollywood Studios or Magic Kingdom Cavalcade or Carcade, whatever they call it, wise. So, you know, nice to have, but not a, not the biggest deal. All right, good to know. All right, Joe. Well, I know you didn't do any of these uh, on this trip, but you looked into them. Tell us about the tours that are available at Animal Kingdom. Yeah, so there's some really great options for child and adult animal lovers alike. Of course, all of the tours are closed right now during reopening, but I do expect that they're going to reopen them soon. So there is a Caring for Giants tour, which is like a tour just focus on elephants. There's a similar one that is focused on rhinos. And so those are only like about an hour. Uh, it's there for four-year-olds and up, but they look really cool. I know someone who's taken the Caring for Giants, the elephant tour, and he really loved it. There's also a guided safari at night. For that one, you have to be eight and up. The really cool tour, which I can't remember the name of, is if you are wandering around Animal Kingdom, sometimes you will see what looks like a ropes course or like a bridge kind of above the safari and i've seen people actually up there like looking down at the animals as if you know almost as if you're in like a canopy or um i can't remember what the names of those things in jurassic park that they look down at the dinosaurs from um which of course are from people who look at real animals but anyway you can get up there on a tour as well so there's just a lot of cool tours in animal kingdom one thing that we did not talk about last week when we discussed add-ons to your Disney vacation is the existence of all these tours, not only at Animal Kingdom, but all over the place. But at Animal Kingdom especially, some of these tours looked really cool. I think they would be things that not only my kids would enjoy, but it's something my wife would enjoy as well. I mean, my wife really enjoys Animal Kingdom just because of all the animal education stuff. So definitely something to be on the lookout for as things reopen and something that I might look to do in the future as well. All right, Joe, well, it sounds like you had a great day at Animal Kingdom. So why don't we close it out with our traditional Disney do or don't? Yeah, so I think my Disney do is when you're at Animal Kingdom, unless you have some place to go, you really do not need to rush. It's not like Magic Kingdom or Hollywood Studios where you have to go like attraction, attraction, attraction if you want to get them all done. You can get it all done in a day at Animal Kingdom and still take your time and still take breaks and still wander along things like the Gorilla Falls Trail and stuff like that. So, you know, at Animal Kingdom, it's almost as if Animal Kingdom can be like a semi-rest day on a super long trip. Like it can be one of those days where aside from getting there super early to get on flight of passage, other than that, the lines are pretty consistent throughout the day. So you don't need to go crazy the whole entire day. So that would be my Disney do. 
do take it easy a little bit when you're at Animal Kingdom. Save that energy for the other days. Fair point. So no, no forced march of happiness there. Great tip. Well, I was on a forced march of happiness, but unfortunately, I was not the one in charge of it. So that happens too. <laughs> the tables have turned. Indeed, indeed. All right. So that does it for kind of a deeper look at Animal Kingdom. And we really did have a great time. If you have any questions, of course, you can email us DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com. Tweet at us at WDWDeciphered on Twitter or comment on our Facebook page, Disney Deciphered. If you have things in Animal Kingdom we miss that you enjoy, please let us know at all those places as well. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Other than that, Leslie, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. And I will see you up in the canopy looking down at the animals. Thanks, Joe.